today. We get to talk about death. I'm so not excited and excited all at the same time. Um, <laughs> so I am here with Marilee Parsons, the death preparedness specialist. Um, I'm going to just say a lot, of, a lot of people without doing research are like me who don't want to spend any time thinking about death. Yep. And I have one question. Why do you, why are you so fascinated with death? I truly think it's a calling. I think that my personality lends itself to being fairly in your face and open about things. And so this is what a topic, like you said, that <laughs> nobody really wants to think about and nobody really wants to talk about, but it also is the universal. There's nothing else in the world that you are guaranteed to have happen to you besides birth. There's a lot of financial waste around death. Um, and I, there's some aspect of, 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 say, justice to it for me in terms of it's not fair how people get ripped off in the moment. Ah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, was, I was thinking about that, and I want to I wanna get into that a little bit later, like when it happens suddenly. Yes. Um, yeah. Or even not so suddenly. Exactly. And you just, at least for me, I think, oh, you go to the local funeral parlor, mm-hmm. and then they take over. <laughs> like that's, you know, I, I wouldn't have a clue. Nobody does, except for when you've been through it once. And the difference when you've been through it once is then, you know, like you pretty much know, you know what you don't want from there. Mm-hmm. So all of that comes back to the same place here with this. I tend to think of myself in a very kind of sacrilegious way as an evangelist, because I really feel like there's a gospel for me to preach. And that is of just like, get ready. Whatever that means for you, whatever that means make, making decisions about your body's donation or, or your organ donation or your, or your death care or how you want to die or where you want to die or what happens to your body. The gospel that everyone needs to hear is to just be ready for it because it's coming. I do think that when it comes to preparing for death, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it in very same way as your will or living trust and preparing for things. So let's talk about what it means to be prepared. What the heck does that even mean? Uh, Well, I I completely agree with you Uh, in, in terms of like with my mission of like kicking the doors down about death. Really, if we just treated death preparedness, like we do, when your child is born, you then need a will and you need life insurance and you right. need a guardian. And so everyone's alive and everyone's gonna die. So why not also throw in a good death plan? And honestly, once you've written down the stuff about what you want out of your death and what your wishes are around like advanced directives and stuff, and what you hope for and want out of out of your death care, then like you don't have to think about it again. It's not scary. You don't have to right. It's really uncomfortable to go through it. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little sad. No, <laughs> so. no, 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 no. Because I, were you sad when you bought life insurance? No. No? Were you you're sad right. when, you, when you did your, your son's um, guardianship? No. 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 Because it's just a smart but it's all the same. But it's all about the same thing. It's about it's that. You're right. Contingency planning, but the contingency will happen. Whether yeah. or not you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> there's no way around that. So my, so the goal is to just to go through and use the amazing checklists and books and websites and, and consultants like me who are happy to walk you through all the different 
consideration and then write it down and communicate it. Because if my husband and I die in the same car wreck tonight, mm-hmm. my 20 year old daughters are next of kin. Can you think of anything more dreadful for a 20 year old right. than to have to sit with someone who stands to take her money for the choices that she makes right? and her have to make those decisions cold with no information and you know, she, uh, immediately she'll have our best friends here. She'll have her mother, her grandparents here sure. helping her. But at the same time, she still has to make this decision. It's her responsibility. Right. So what if she had an email from me that said, hey, babe, when I die, blah, blah, blah. Call, call, this, call this trusted funeral director, blah, blah, blah. Cremation, nothing else. Throw my ashes in Lake Sutherland. I just feel like if you're prepared and you write it down, when you give it, give it to people who matter, you're next to kin, and heck, distribute that bad boy out. It's not, it's not a secret. Then you know, it might seem weird to people. Like, I love you. Here's my plan. But no, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, as you're talking, I'm wondering what the most important pieces are that you need to plan for. And Mm -hmm. like, in my mind, I'm like, do you want to be cremated? Like, mm-hmm. that's like a really important mm-hmm. thing. And then should you know where, like, should you do all the legwork as to like, here is the most reasonable place or like, mm-hmm. how yeah. does that work? Right. So two questions you're asking. What is the most important really depends on who you are. Are you a financially sensitive person? And the most important thing is after I die, you better not spend a lot or I'm going to come back and haunt you. Are you sensitive <laughs> to like the moment of death? and so? You're going to want to have all your end of life healthcare decisions made. You know, I, I don't want to be artificially kept alive. Don't intubate me. Don't do CPR, break my ribs. Um, do do everything and go for, you know, the Hail Mary pass at the end. Gotcha. Um, so it depends on that answer is super personal, but a full complete slate is everything is using the paper. It's amazing paperwork out there that, that will give somebody like just super minute guidance about if this, if, if I'm this, but not that, then do this. And if I have these three things going on, I'm Terry Shibo and I have no, you know, no activity, do this. And if I'm, if, if you have to intimate me, don't kind of thing. There's all sorts of choices that are not at this point binding unless you get like a physician's orders, but you can give that to your next of kin and they can use it as a, as a guide. Sure. As you mentioned, you mentioned that there are checklists out there. Do you have checklists on your website? I have links to checklists and I can certainly send you um, links to them and, and send you docs and PDFs. We will put them in the show notes for sure. And yeah. along with your website, because now I'm at least curious about this. Also, it's super site, it's super state and location specific. Oh, really? Um, yes. So each state has different kind of, you know, intricacies of how to make sure your wishes get met and how to assign your agent for health care or your agent for death care, which are not necessarily the same and don't always follow one another. I can give you the forms that will help you sort your thinking through about death care and about, about your end of life care and about your death care. But your listeners are going to have to do that a little bit of legwork on their own to find their own resources locally. And especially when their locale changes and when they, when they move to make sure that, that, that they still have all their ducks in a row. Okay. That's interesting. Besides moving being something that people wouldn't think would change anything. Mm -hmm. What are other pitfalls that people might fall into? 
definitely, I think a lack of communication is, is a key is that, you know, you know what you want, you know what you believe, but you're, you might not have communicated to the right person or the, the people who are going to be your next of kin might not know exactly. Just like Wills are notorious for having arguments and fights and, you know, like, I really feel like the pitfalls are just not, not making friends enough and communicating them out. If, if you get to your end of life and your, your, your final days or your final months without having thought all this through, you may not get what you want. You could end up with feeling like you got ripped off or making decisions like, why did we involve mom? Because that's craziness. That's just pumping her full of chemicals, but it's what we thought we were supposed to do at the time. Yes. So speaking of mom, mm -hmm. as, as at my age and, and having parents who will at some point expire, how do you, or do you suggest that we approach our parents and elder loved ones about what they want and making their plans. Everyone should read the book Being Mortal by Atul Gawande. He is a, a physician who has written this amazingly accessible, easy to read book about how to start these conversations and how to really boil it down to what is quality of life for you? How will you know when it's too late? What are the markers of this isn't a life I want to lead anymore. I'm done with the chemo. I'm done with the heroic measure. It helps you to refine all those, all those markers and discussions. So that's a really good resource to just to kind of open the conversation with parents. Um, even if they don't read the book, which I think it would be fabulous to have your parent read the book also. That sounds, was, yeah, that sounds like a great door opener to conversation yeah. starter. Yeah. We're all going to read this. We're going to have a book club and we're going to have there are also groups out there, Death Over Dinner, Death Cafe. Um, there's quite a few discussion groups that just focus around all things death and kind of do the same thing that I do. With yeah, I'm, I'm, my, my brain is going. Um, so <laughs> I want to know, I know if, like, specifically if I came to you and I said, Marilee, can you help me with my death? What, I don't even understand. Like, what? I don't even know what to ask somebody to do. Like, okay. um, so... <laughs> I, for my, my first question would be, what level of emergency are we here at? Are you uh, diagnosed with something, Darcy, or are we just talking about this? For right, like, right. For, for, because if we're talking about it, a diagnosis, and we're like, you need to get papers in order, and you need to, then that's a completely different discussion. For everybody, the conversation is around, what do you want out of your death? And what are your visions for what you want done with your body and your, and your death care after that? And, you know, I can tell you what I want out of my death care right now, but I also know that hopefully I have another 30 or 40 years to go and maybe something really cool like aquamation's coming. And so I'm not going to go and pay for, for cremation now because I'm like, well, I'd really much rather do that if it's legal by the time it comes around. Right. You know, if, if, Sounds if fantastical. fires become a thing, you know, I, I don't want to lock myself into cremation if I can be shot off in a flaming boat in the middle of Heron Cove. I mean, like those kind of things. Yes. So, um, so for you and I, and hopefully all the li listeners who aren't dying quote, it's just an academic discussion. It's just like a, an exploration of what's out there and what do I need to consider for someone who's a little bit older or who may be in a more of a fragile health state. It could be a really realistic, like nuts and bolts Call this person. I want this casket. Here's the, the niche I already bought, whatever the, you know, whatever the specifics are. If you were coming to me, I'll be like, you know, let's talk about what the coolest, the coolest way to take, to get rid of your body is. Yeah. I, I, okay. So, and then I like the way you said that because that didn't feel like heavy 
and um and oh. i would love to i would love to hear like the trends now i see things like putting mm -hmm. your ashes in glass and yeah. that yep, and are people not are people trending away from like a uh, traditional cemetery it's so not eco-friendly eco so what's going on out there in the world of get, i don't know getting rid of your body <laughs> yeah, yeah. body disposal is the, is the tacky way to put it but that's okay. um, so there's a couple of really cool trends that are happening the coolest the thing that makes me the happiest is is the traditional funeral is dying mm -hmm. um I challenge you, except for in the cases of emergency, which I'd love, you know, we talk, we'll talk about, but like you don't go to traditional casket and visitation and the person's involved and has really bad makeup on and there's flowers everywhere for anybody under 65. You just don't. Yeah. The more that we talk about it now and that you, you see the articles and the, and the, the YouTube videos and we talk about like this in podcasts, the more that like there's really cool options, cheap ones and free ones like whole body donation and becoming a, 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 um, cadaver for a whole body, body donation mm -hmm. you can yeah. do that huh mm -hmm. okay it's 100 free mm -hmm. i like yeah. that idea okay keep going what else we've got yeah <laughs> there, you know from your, from your free options where if you are willing to be cut apart you can um become a cadaver mm -hmm. or you can go and there's a whole body donation where it's not necessarily like in the interest of medical science but it is using your body for things like product testing and, and training surgeons on certain procedures you can do there's one there's a, a there's quite a few of them now but there's one here close to me that's the body ranch where a forensic science department at our local university has a field that they just do tests on bodies and say you know and it helps them determine things like time of death and how bodies decompose and what the uh, what the impact of shade on a body decomposing or you know sometimes they cage them off so the vultures can't get them sometimes so the vultures can get them and that's really interesting. Okay. Um, it's, it's amazing. And you're contributing to, to science and they, and when you, I actually, a friend of mine's dad, we tried to place him there and it didn't work out, but um, they, they wanted pictures of, of her father in different ages so that, because what they'll do is they would have put him in a field and decided what the conditions under which they were going to decompose him were. And then studied him as he decomposed to know like what the conditions, what, what results the conditions produced. And then they would have completely boiled his bones till they got a skeleton and then given that skeleton to their students to allow them to learn how to reassemble and to envision him as a human based on the pictures they had and the bones they had. That sounds almost romantic. <laughs> Except for the middle part, the decomposing, boiling down. But the rest of it yeah. sounds, you know, very, well, very sweet and living on. And it does. there's Uncle Bob's bones or Darcy's bones in the classroom right there. Yep. Look yep. at Darcy. She's still this, there. Everybody, if anybody wanted to come visit me, they could just go to the University of Kentucky. Uh, exactly. <laughs> They'll... They, they, well, and it's, and, and honestly, Bill, I mean, and you, you, you laugh about how that whole middle part is unpleasant, but there's only one way that even, even the person who, even, you know, Eva Perone, who was involved in re-embalmed and re-embalmed a thousand times, um, and the, the apparent saints who were incorruptible, and um, all bodies decompose, or else if they're not burned up or, you know, another way comp compromised, but all bodies decompose. And so you don't get away from that, whether you're natural yeah. buried or you're, 
pick to death by vultures. Or yeah, it, it, there's some, um, I guess, uh, a sacredness to death and, and yes. the body afterwards that some people are much more attached to having to save it and mm -hmm. put it in a box and other people mm -hmm. can just let it go. Like I'm excited about this. I know a lot of people aren't interested in donating their organs or what have you. What are some other, like is cremation on the rise? Is that something that- Cremation is, has now surpassed like just basic body burial. Really? More people, yes. In the United States, more people are cremated than, than, than not, that are, that are buried. Um, cremation is, because cremation is a relatively inexpensive option, it's relatively flexible, um, it can be done on the cheap or it can be done very expensively, don't get me wrong, but, um, so, and, and, it's, and it's also, it's very portable. There's different options that you can do that, that kind of open up as opposed to just a body in the ground. Um, so cremation is very popular. Surprisingly, it's actually, if you've ever watched a video of it, it's a, it's a fairly um, aggressive process. I remember, as you were talking about the cremation, I remember Elizabeth Gilbert talking about um, making a promise to her partner. I can't remember her partner's name and sitting in there while she was burning. Cause she would not, she said, I don't leave me until I'm completely gone. And yeah. she took that very literally and yes. sat in there. Everybody has their, has their, has their wishes. Everyone. Yes. And that, that's so that I thought was very powerful. <laughs> There's some really, really cool alternatives happening. Um, yeah. Actually, let's talk about in, this aqua thing that you just mentioned. Okay. Too. Aquamation. Aquamation. Um, Aquamation is using heat and chemicals to break your body down. It's legal in a few states in the United States. Um, it, it, it comes back with a, a very similar product to cremation, you know, a dusty, powdery um, substance that you then have that is your loved one. But it uses the chemicals and the heat to kind of dissolve and melt all your, all your tissue into waste. Water. Well, you know, it's so funny. You said aquamation. I thought it was like feeding me to the fish. I'm like, no, how nice. No, no, no. <laughs> right? That, 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 I'm like, different kind of mob food. burial. Shark <laughs> food. Right. Um, it, it would be fun, right? I think it'd also be gruesome, but um, <laughs> no. So, so aquamation is just, is just a, a non-flame cremation. Okay. Um, Got it. And so it's using heat and chemicals on it. And the product that's produced, the, the byproduct that's produced is, is able to be just washed down the, down the, um, into the drain and the water supply. Um, yeah. So it's not something you keep. You only, what, what oh. ends up being left is, is powdery cremains. Like, it is. Like, your bones and the stuff that doesn't that that doesn't dissolve mm -hmm. is still there, and then it, they they shake it and treat it so that you get basically what looks like cremation remains back again. But instead of burning up all your fat and tissues and gooky stuff, it dissolves it. Got it. That's okay. aquamation. It's legal. I I couldn't. I'm not going to quote and tell you how many states it's legal in because it's legal in, in a few states, Florida and, and maybe Ohio being two of them. Um, it is uh, very good people across the U.S. are working to make it more legal. And there are other people, that there's, I think there's a woman in, in Denmark that also has a version of that happening. Um, but it, it is, it's just a, a, a less, for my way of thinking, a less aggressive cremation. Um, and, I, and I like the idea of it, but it's not, it's not readily available. Um, Katrina Spade in Seattle is actually working on uh, human human composting. 
I saw an article. It's like Washington, the first state that's allowing human composting. I was like, oh my God, yes. sign me up. Throw me in the dirt. Yes. Yes. And, and she, um, she's just one of my heroes in, in this field. And she and the People's Memorial Association, Nora Mencken in Seattle, did a lot of work to lobby and get um, the, the bill passed in Seattle to allow that. Um, her first vision was a, uh, the Urban Death Project, which is what kind of started her interest in all this, was a, uh, she was trying to develop a body a, a large scale body composting for urban settings where they are running out of space to bury people. Um, you know, New York sure. City, lots of places that have too many people and not enough land space and cemeteries are not the highest use of land ever and certainly not in high density areas. Her vision of it was much like farmers have composted farm and dead farm animals forever and know how to break mm -hmm. them down. Um, developing a, a respectful method to do that with bodies. And first she thought it was going to be a, a larger facility where there would be multiple people processing through it. And now she's changed and converted that a little bit to developing, say, individual pods that are okay. modular. And that I'd love for you to go look at her. I think it's called Recompose. Sorry, Katrina. I should know better. Um, we'll uh, find it. Yes, please. Don't. We'll put it in the notes. But we'll she put it in the show notes. Her her vision of of, of being able to to, to decompose bodies and and render you know usable material out of it and not burn up or melt down all your yummy goodness that your body all the right. energy and all the the fabulous goodness of your body. Um, I think it's a really amazing option. I certainly hope that I'm just hoping that she gets gets it down to where. Um, it can be reproduced in other states because I think it's an amazing option. It's as, as we wind down here, I'm thinking about how great it would be if we decided not to be so attached to our bodies, right? Culturally, okay, if, we, if we could just, the choices were, were, you know, that burying us in the ground wasn't even a, a thing like, mm -hmm, and that, mm -hmm. you know, you either donated yourself or you composted yourself and I, you know, and even moving away as, as we've, as you know, we've talked today, even moving away from cremation, because originally I'm like, I'm going to be cremated. I don't even, even the short conversation is making me think about how, like, what is my body? Why do I, mm -hmm. what is, mm -hmm. what do I really want to get at here? Like, you know, yep. like you said, like, what is, what's the point? And then if, culturally we could get to the point where we um didn't uh that it wasn't the thing for for us to do something to the body that sat somewhere in a box or in the ground in a box in a yeah. you know someone's room in a box and that it was actually used that cycle yeah. of life thing feels like very cool then it's like oh my it's god coming. i get it's to coming. go be compost uh natural natural death care is here now there's there's one near you in bellingham there's there they're all over every state has a natural burial ground somewhere um where you wrap the person up in natural fibers and you you bury them not six feet under because it's too far too too deep but closer up to the surface where the microbes could get to you and decompose you and and return your nutrients to the earth um we guard it very cool it's awesome, and and it takes planning because traditional funeral homes aren't set up to do that. They don't make a, as much money on it necessarily, and they don't have this, not all of them, not not all of them, all of them. Many of them don't have that that pathway in their in their toolbox yet. 
So if that's what you want, you have to, again, here we are again, back to think about it now. Because if you want natural death care, you can plan for a home funeral. You can find the, the uh, provider near you who knows how to do natural death care, knows where the, the natural burial grounds are, knows what the rules are about establishing a family cemetery. Whatever those are that will allow you to die and deal with your body harmoniously all takes the time to so this is why I'm just an evangelist for, for death care. You make better choices when you have more information and you've had time to think about it. Whether that is how to get your, your, your casket cheaply from Costco, because it's possible, or whether that is how to find You can get cash. everything at Costco. You can, it's, it's, and it's legal too. And the thing that the funeral homes necessarily won't tell you is that it is legal to bring your own casket, so. Um, okay, everybody, that's the sneaky thing you just learned. You can buy your own, bring, B-Y-O-C. O-C, that's it. B-Y-O-C, and they do, baby. they do fast shipping. They do like overnight shipping. Never ever don't <laughs> oh need a God. casket in a hurry. <laughs> like, I mean, jeepers. Um, no, there's, but the more you know now, the less you have to fret about it later. Um, but the time to think about death care is not when they, when the, the nurse says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, um, your mom didn't make it. Who do you want mm-hmm. us to call? You are way too late. You can still have the conversation. You can call me. I have a phone that rings by my bed 24 hours a day. You can call me and we talk about, okay, here's what you need to consider. But it's, it's still last minute. The best time to do it is right. now. And then you know that the natural variant is so-and-so and you can call this person who will help you get there. Or here's your home funeral guides. Or here's who can do acclimation for you. Um, and, and so again, this is why I do what I do because there's so many cool options. So, so many cool things, but unless you know about them at a time, you don't know. Right. You don't, you're just going to go to the, the traditional, the traditional route. So if so someone wants to box. find you, what is your website? It is www.lateryall, and that's from Texas, L-A-T-E-R-Y-A-L-L.com. That is so cute, Later Y'all. Well, we will um, put all kinds of things in the show notes because I think that people will really want to dive into these. And I have a a renewed, um, uh, I, not a, not a renewed, but a, uh, I'm not so scared. Um, yes, and because it it's not feels so icky. It feels like there's, there's options that even after just talking, I didn't even know existed. So that's, ex- there are. that could be fun. And, um, and, and that's, the, I, I think the whole, that, that, that's why I do what I do. I'm death positive, which means that we bring out death into the world and like, just be like, let's talk about it. It's, it's happening. Let's bring it out. Um, it's my whole goal. It's, I'm the evangelist. I want to talk about it. I want to make you talk about it and make you not scared of it and not feel like, oh my God, it's not like it's creepy yep. or it's ooky or it's morbid <laughs> or whatever. It's not. None of it is. We'll Reach find out, you. Phone we'll calls. find you. Yes. I do a phone by your bed. Yes. Let's do it. And I'm, I, I just love it that you, that you see how it can change, how just talking about it can change you. For and sure. And change your mind. And can, because you weren't ready to talk about it at the end of the call. No, <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> but important stuff well thank you thank you so much Marilyn. thanks for having me Darcy I appreciate it